2: Hello, I'm Oliver Conde, the editor of BBC Music Magazine, and welcome to the BBC Music Podcast. You can buy a copy of the magazine at your local newsagents or download our app to your iPad, Kindle Fire or Android tablet. And for the latest music news and more, head to our website at classical-music.com. Welcome to this month's Recording of the Month podcast. I'm Rebecca Franks, the Reviews Editor, and with me today in the studio is Rosie Pentreath, BBC Music's staff writer. We're here to talk about our February recording of the month, a dazzling recording of Hasse's opera, Cyroë, starring max Emanuel Cencic, Franco Fagioli, Julia Lejneva and others, with Armonia Ataner and George Petrou, and that's on the Decca label. To set the scene, let's hear a moment from the opening Sinfonia. opera has been forgotten for hundreds of years, and this is in fact the first ever recording of the piece. But actually, in his lifetime, Hasse was a household name, really, and and even admired by Handel and Mozart. Rosie, could you just tell us a little bit about his life and his career?
1: Mm. Hasse was born in Bergdorf, near Hamburg, in 1699. Um, He studied in Hamburg, and as well as composing, he showed promise as a tenor um, when he was young, and he performed with Hamburg Opera Company from 1718 onwards. Um, it's suggested, though, that he lost his singing voice in 1755. Um, so he his focus was composition. Okay. Um, and like you said, he he was prolific and he wrote um, actually up to about 70 operas and was widely known, admired, especially in his lifetime. He married the famous mezzo-soprano Faustina Bordoni and wrote for some of the best performers of the day. Um, he always put sort of bel canto first. He really believed in making the voice kind of as beautiful as possible. Um, and he had a real flair for adjusting his music to suit individual voices as well, which no doubt made him quite popular um, with performers. He left Germany in around 1730 and kind of worked all over Europe, and, yeah, he had this fantastic career, really. He wrote Suriway in 1733, and the first performance was this, you know, really grand affair. Um, Performers included the famous castratos Farinelli and Caffarelli and the contralto Vittoria Tessi. Um, Rebecca... This opera actually exists in two versions, doesn't it? Um, I mentioned it was composed in 1733, but this is the 1763 version. How is it different from the original?
2: Yeah, so as you say, there are these two versions, um, and so he returned to this work 30 years later, uh, and he wanted it for... Um, sort of a big occasion. It was the name day of his employer, the Elector Frederick Augustus II of Saxony, mm-hmm. and so he decided to go back to this opera, um, began to revise it, and he didn't actually manage to finish it. He basically ran out of time, I think yeah. as the story goes, um, and he managed to rewrite fourteen of the twenty-one arias. So you know there's substantial substantial difference however i, I mean I personally don't know the seventeen thirty three version um you know these operas have been have been forgotten, although actually back in two thousand and eight it was performed it was staged um the seventeen thirty three version um so yeah so he got he got sort of about two thirds of the way through revising it um and it's full of wonderful music, and I think perhaps we should hear one of those one of those arias um How about we listen to this one from Act 1, in which Ciro is protesting his innocence, uh, La sorte mia tirana, or My Tyrannical Destiny.
1: That was La Sorte Mia Tirana um, from Act One of Hassa's Sirway. This whole opera is brilliantly sung and played on this disc, isn't it, Rebecca?
2: Yes, we've just heard uh, the countertenor tenor Max Emanuel Chenchik there and I think in, in that particular extract it really shows off the beauty and the fullness of, of his voice and his ability really, really to convey the drama of this music. Um, but there are really... A, it's, the whole cast is really very high level. It's a very dynamic and sort of dazzling sound I think they create and actually I found the whole performance very bright and colourful I kind of made me think of you know you sometimes see the restorations of sort of old masters paintings that come up so much more vividly than you could ever imagine you know you see the kind of the dull colours and then it's restored and it's crazily bright and you think that's sort of been covered up and really the colours here just seem to jump out at you it really is a great cast, and and one of the other stars on the disc, to to my mind, is uh, Julia Lesneva. Uh, she's kind of one of the star sopranos on on Decca's uh, on the Decca label, and I found that she's very really breathtaking in her precision when it comes to articulation and inton- intonation, and sort of really just making the virtuosic demands of this opera seem very easy. Um, Actually, I think we should hear her in an aria from Act One: O Placido el mare, lusinghi la sponda, let the sea gently wash the shoreline.
1: Let the sea gently wash the shoreline and she has asked the king to stop being angry with his son Siraway. Um to give it all a bit of context, um the King of Persia has asked his sons, um Mederse and Siraway, to swear allegiance to the to the next king. Siraway, who is Actually, the rightful heir refuses to do this, um, as you'd expect. Um, and the opera sort of twists and turns around intrigue and, and lots of suspicion, um, and eventually Suraway finds his rightful place on the throne. Um, Rebecca, how did this recording come about? Um, Max Manuel seems to be a name that's popping up a lot at the moment with these kind of rare um, and rediscovered operas.
2: Yes, I mean, I think he's kind of the driving force, I understand, behind this opera. Um, so not only is he... Singing in it, he's sort of helping to bring together these these great singers. Um, I think there's actually an artist management agency, a Parnassus Productions, who put some productions and recordings behind it as well. But there have been some really great things coming out. There's a handle Tamilano, which is uh, nominated for a BBC Music Magazine Award this year, and that's out on the Naive label, um, and that's with Il Pomodoro and Riccardo Minassi. Uh, but with these forces, with Armonia Atenea and George Petru, there was. Um, a performance of Alessandro by Handel it was a recording of the month so a couple of years ago and recently they did a really exciting recording of um, Beethoven's Creatures of Prometheus which really made a very compelling case for Beethoven's only ballet which doesn't have some of his best music but they made a very good case for it um, and yes Max Emanuel Centschek he's as I say he seems to his name seems to pop up all over the place at the moment and I think it's partly because You know we're in a real age when there are lots of fantastic um, countertenors, and so they're really looking back to the era when there were the great castratos who were being um, who who music composers were writing for them. They were the real stars of their day. So I imagine there will probably be even more to come of you know as they hunt out these forgotten operas that um, really give them a chance to get their teeth into something. Yeah. So, to round off this podcast, I think we should hear just one final extract, this time from Act 3. This is an aria sung by Mary Ellen Nessie, who's playing the part of Emira. And this is Que furia que mostro, what fury, what monster. Furia mostro, an aria from Act 3 of Hassas Sirui. And that brings this month's Recording of the Month podcast to an end. Thank you for joining me today, Rosie. And I'll be back next month with our editor, Oliver Conde, to talk about the Recording of the Month from our March issue. Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply
0: head to iTunes.